1: You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one one of your hosts. Happy Martin Luther Green's day. I don't have no AKAs today. Didn't I give you that name? Uh... Uh, no nah, uh, it was uh my friend b shout out to b oh, okay she she called me that and uh i i, I just let it stick stick ever since. but i'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts
2: what's up everybody it's candace nasa who at pc on social media i too do not have any aka today because we're gonna get into it we got some special guests i'm super fucking excited um but as usual adrian is here with us hey adrian
3: Hey y'all, this is Adrian, and I'm just ready to get to the mess.
2: So we got two special guests. I'm, I'm super fucking excited. You've heard one of them on the show before, but he also brought his co-host today and we're about to get into it. We got John and Jackie from the John and Jackie podcast, to which you've heard me and Jeremy on before. I am so excited to have y'all here. We talked about this the last time we recorded together and I'm glad we are able to make this happen, especially in
1: 2023.
2: Hey y'all. Hey.
1: Hey. We I'm ready. ready?
2: I'm excited. I am y'all excited? I am. Okay, good. So before we hop into um Real Housewives of Potomac, two things happened this week. Giselle did an interview and they asked her about her friendship or lack thereof with Candace and the situation involving Candace's husband, Chris, and she she said Candace just wants to be a victim. That's it. She's just, the situation basically should not be that deep. She only held back on how she felt in that situation because she didn't want to have to deal with Candace having a temper tantrum and painting herself to be a victim. And I just...
0: That coming from Giselle was hilarious.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't really care for Giselle or Robin. I could stomach Robin a little bit more. but to me, Giselle just has a really nasty spirit and always has. And and this is is this proves it to me. And again, nobody has ever told Giselle that she couldn't be uncomfortable or that it didn't feel weird. And but I need her to stand up and why it felt weird for two reasons. You have commented repeatedly, on this man's genitals Two, you are a woman who has been in a marriage where you have been cheated on repeatedly and so if you had stood up in these two things it would make sense why you don't want to be in a room alone with chris bassett at any time because you're a woman who has been you know who has had to deal with her husband's infidelities Mm -hmm. and you have made inappropriate comments about this man and so the optics don't look good. But calling Candace a victim is very ugly. It's it's it's
4: two-faced, it's backstabbing, it's it's contradicting the the two people, you know, when Candace was going through the situation with Monique when they got in the fight and how Giselle was, you know, all you know, all it was all Candace, you know, she was defending her, protecting her, you know, being whatever you want to call, it, I don't know if you want to call her auntie or be a mama towards Candace. And that came across clearly in their reunion, and then for yeah. her to do a whole 180 and say she's just trying to play victim, but wasn't you there for her when she was, you know, technically a victim in last season, you know, prior? I
3: think, her. I think with that, it wasn't so much that she was supporting Candace, she was going against Monique. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Bingo.
2: Okay. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I want to First of all, you do have to choose your words wisely and to insinuate that Chris made you feel uncomfortable. There's a difference between somebody making you feel uncomfortable and you being uncomfortable based on the optics of a situation. The situation. You yeah. Said, yeah. You said he didn't do anything. He didn't say anything. He didn't touch you. He didn't get too close. He didn't insinuate anything. He didn't joke inappropriately. None of that. Right. So Chris didn't make you feel uncomfortable, but based on your history, you felt uncomfortable. And to me, that's totally different.
4: Totally different. And me, John, me and you battled this down, and I just had to just let you have it because you was not understanding where I was coming from. If Giselle did not one time say he did this or he said that. I know that. One, yeah but you you was like well you know you have to. If somebody understand.
1: says they feel uncomfortable they feel uncomfortable like we're not we're
4: not taking we never said we didn't understand i've I never said that okay i don't believe giselle was uncomfortable i i am hearing what she's saying she felt uncomfortable but you're going around on this national broadcasting uh series Saying this man, the man made you uncomfortable. She should have said that situation made me feel uncomfortable. I I, I'm a single woman and I'm in this room by myself with a married man. I don't like the optics. I don't want nothing,
1: no rumor started. It
4: I was, get it, and I yeah. told
1: you that. And what I said was, I I like Giselle. I thought she should have just like, she's not good with words, like she's never been good with articulating herself on this show. And it's like you could have just left it at I felt uncomfortable. Like you the sneaky link and all the extra shit. It's always Yeah,
2: there we much go with it's Giselle. It looks, yeah. It's always
1: like Giselle, stop at a three, but you always go to a five and it's like, ah, it's hard, it's hard to rock with you because it's like girl, you be doing shit that's uh-huh. like unnecessary. It's like I get that you want to drive the show because if you didn't do these things when we really be talking about the show. I get that part of it, and I get the clocking in, clocking out, but it's like, Giselle, come on. Like, certain situations like this when it comes to someone's marriage, like, chill out. Just stop. Like, you don't have to go full throttle. It's not, it's not needed because it's not a good look. And why won't she let it go? At
4: some point when the cameraman, the cameraman, the, you know, the editing clearly showed that none of this stuff was really going on with, other said parties as well. Why didn't Giselle let it go? She's still holding on to it. She's still standing by her words.
0: Because she has a, a nasty spirit. And John, I have to call a bit of bullshit on what you said, saying that Giselle isn't good at articulating words. It's the fuck she is. Because we know how mean and violent and, nasty and intentional she can be. And this was a situation of it. Because, you know, to, to y'all's point, like the, the situation... And based on her history, it made her feel uncomfortable. And that's perfectly valid. But the way she went about it, spinning it, that was intentional, purposeful, and malicious. And it was a terrible look. And she knew what the fuck she was doing. So that's why I say her calling Candace right. into Jackie's point. Like uh, yeah.
2: Adding words like sneaky link, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's purposeful. Like, that's in, that's intentional. You know, yeah. making it seem like he's, he, his right. intentions are are ill willed and, and aim to. Make women uncomfortable. It's like it just, I feel like we could have had something else from Giselle this season mm-hmm. that didn't have to be what she did to Candace. And <clears throat> again, it just further obsessed me that Candace is naive. She, she can be naive Very. because, mm-hmm. had she not, because we could be, we could be honest, and I've said it, I, I. With her and Monique, I think a lot of Monique's mis- anger was misplaced towards Candace because she was scared to go at the head of this fr- of this show. Like we can be honest, Giselle is the is the head head mistress in this in this franchise. You know, she shakes shit up all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what she does. She mm-hmm. keeps shit going. She she is behind the scenes. She keeps some shit orchestrated. Fine. Um, I wish, I just wish Candace hadn't fed into it. I, I wish he hadn't fed into it, and I wish he had stood her ground with and handled situations with her and Monique outside of the group. Because uh-huh. I think we would have a different show if Candace and Monique had handled their issues as friends privately and not allowed Giselle and Robin to take up space in that situation. But like Giselle has been really nasty to Candace and Chris Bassett. And it's hard to understand considering, again, all of the even Robin has said, you know, Candace and Chris have always been hospitable when it comes Mm -hmm. to those those two ladies. Like he invites them over for dinner. He cooks, he you know, sets up girls, girl nights for them. So this is really mean and malicious considering she has been around Chris Bassett. Since that situation occurred, and as exactly. we saw even in the season for premiere, she patting his shoulder, complimenting how he looked, knowing the bomb she was about to drop on Candace. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just I feel like again Giselle is fighting to stay relevant now because everybody's noticing she don't have a storyline, and this was a to me a very fabricated storyline. Her like it.
0: Her Karen. Her and Karen really haven't had storylines since they stopped fighting. Pretty
1: much,
2: yeah, I agree. And speaking of storylines, I just I actually had no intention on divorcing Michael Darby. Can we all Thank be you. honest about that?
1: Amen. I I don't think Thank something you. that clean in the milk. I think is some financial shit that, that is brewing that is causing this to be the face of what's going on. I feel like romantically there. So they're like, Michael is still tearing those walls down. Trust me. But I just feel (laughs) like there's something uh, financial going on uh, that they need to separate themselves. And this is the ploy to do that. But that's just my thought, process. I agree. I already said that. I said that before,
3: that that's what I think it is that they're too enmeshed financially and something is coming.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Because if Michael is
1: sneaky on the show with, you know, the sexual assault, To me, just my mindset, you have that mentality with everything. So I'm sure the business deals are rocky, shady, all kinds of fucked up. So Judgment Day is coming. Well,
0: I mean, he's a white man, so that goes without saying. Thank you. (laughs) (coughs) And an old white man. Ashley (laughs) Ashley
2: is going to watch what happens live. And to her credit, whoever her stylist is, they've been... They've been giving it to us. Ashley has been looking good, but she's vile. I don't like yeah. her. Never have. Yeah. Don't care for her. But I will. They asked her about Deborah's recount of things with Chris Darb, with Chris Bassett, sorry, with Chris Bassett, and what production showed. And she says, Well, I was really shocked to see that there were some huge discrepancies in what Deborah said discrepancies boo boo those are flat out lies but I understand you trying to pr- protect your friend and then she goes we haven't spoken about it yet y'all was y'all was Johnny on the spot when y'all was acting like Chris uh, Bassett was trying to get at huh. y'all was speaking y'all was speaking non-stop brought sure. into the cameras same with Eddie but now <laughs> you haven't spoken to her when she's been exposed as a huge liar who was seeking a moment
4: I, I think a lot listen, let me just say this about um Ashley. I, I'm gonna give her, her flowers this season. She was she was, you know, she had the babies in the last two seasons and everything. She really didn't have a whole lot of impact. Ashley came back and understood the assignment. And this is Ashley. I, I, I'm I don't need no apologies from Ashley from anything she's done that's malicious or sneaky or backhanded or or shady or whatever. That's Ashley. Period. That's the Ashley we we know from day one. Now, the, my problem with Ashley is I, I think she's only known Deborah for like a year and some change. And this PYT little crew that she has, she she hasn't known these women for quite. A, she she hasn't known them that long at all. And for her to say, "Oh, them are my girls. They're not going to lie. I'm, I'm 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 riding with my girls. They wouldn't lie about this. You don't know these women from Adam or Eve." And you're really gonna stand by and for if it was something simple and minuscule, okay, fine. But this is somebody's marriage. You're saying that this man came on to you, this married man came onto you and made advances to you. I, if I was actually, I would have had to do a little bit more research or investigating before I did all the fuckery. Well, sorry guys,
2: okay. Because before I did all the mess, yeah, we can curse, we can. <laughs> <a life. laughs> before I, did all that
1: I know mess. not showing. Sure okay.
2: Why the fuck not? Nah, you just have something all Jackie. up and down here. We it, yes, we keep. But y'all no, understand here. what I'm you're saying? Right she don't. I she do, don't know these do. women like that.
4: Like you're not that invested in these friendships to sit there and say, "I'm gonna rock with my girls over." You know this situation
2: where you're saying Chris hit on me. This married man. I, I don't know I because mean, if we I, if we honest, even in hate. Mm-hmm. Candace and Ashley have known each other longer than Ashley has known this Pretty Little Liars crew. Yeah, and and I'm being generous with the pretty. <laughs> I want to jump liars. in. Wait, wait, I, said,
1: I, I, I have something to say to that when you're done. Go ahead, John. So here's my thing, and this is for all the social media and and everyone like taking shots at Deborah's appearance, where her behavior was girl fuck you this is inappropriate i feel bad because she's not a she's not a bad looking woman she may not be a dime but she's like i feel all these attacks on her appearance and the muppet comparisons it's like you know what you're not there are take the shots at her behavior don't take the shots at her appearance because a lot of these people, y'all are being just as ugly by making comments about her appearance. Like, she's not horrible looking. Is she the best looking? No. And it's just like, dang, I feel sorry for her. Because, like, not everyone gets the benefit of being dolled up and beautiful like the people on the show. And I remember Mia had said something about that. And that really left a sour taste in my mouth because it really shouldn't be about looks. But I just want to especially
0: from a non-black person, like though, right?
2: Well, I'm gonna be honest. I feel like once you start doing ugly things unprovoked right. to people, it, the dragging you get is fair game. This is never towards white people because we don't even cater to y'all. Period. Right. I do. <laughs> I don't want white people's commentary on nothing related to how we discuss these shows. But I, I think Deborah. First, let me be honest. I think Ashley set Deborah up to get her ass handed to her. I agree. I think this was as Deborah's as, as, you damage. Said, as, Deb, as uh, Jackie said, This is the Ashley we've always known. The the I'm such a Zen cool mommy mask is off because it was a mask mm-hmm. that was a rebrand after Michael was accused of multiple sexual assaults. All of a sudden, Ashley and Michael start popping out babies, and she's you know Miss Mommy from here to beyond. It was a mask, and the real Ashley is back. The Ashley who implied that Monique crashed her car because she was drinking and driving. Um, the Ashley who had a hand in Sherman Gate with Giselle and Monique, and you know the you know the Ashley who was writing statements against Candace. Toward in this Monique, this is the Ashley we've always known, Mm -hmm. and I do think Deborah is collateral damage. I think when Giselle told Ashley about the Chris situation, Ashley figured out a way to fan those flames.
1: Exactly
2: right, like oh, he was inappropriate with Giselle. Well, if we can make it seem like he's always being inappropriate with other women in the circle, we can we can make you know we can get to candace so i do i do think you know deborah caught some heat and ashley put a bug in her ear um but i don't think they expected that production was filming as much as they were Mm -hmm. and production has not dropped the ball on trying to catch every moment since monique refused to give us that footage from the basement right Ah. after that one situation Production has been able to roll that beautiful bean footage ever since. <laughs> I know that every right. time. Every time. And you know, it just it is what it is. I know and but I do feel like Ashley again is being disingenuous. She's not being honest. You know, you set that girl up to tell those damn lies. It couldn't be Ashley because everybody will be like, um, you got a lot of nerve. Didn't don't Michael sexually assault people?
1: So she sent in
2: somebody who she sent in somebody else who doesn't have a history of standing behind their sexually uh handsy grabby ass husband. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that I feel like it's a lot of moving pieces, and I'm looking forward to the reunion, which brings us into this week's episode of Potomac, which is episode 13, and it's Robin girl. <laughs> <laughs> you brought a tailor in to get measurements so you could measure one someone and the boys could be measured for their tuxedos this was filmed in a pro in like approximately may you were talking about having a wedding in july girl whose face are you playing in <laughs> it was approximately 40 days between when that was filmed and july mm-hmm. ain't no wedding baby ain't no wedding I don't think there's going to be a wedding, even with him agreeing to sign the prenup. I think this, this, this legal shit that's going on right now with Juan and the coaching and the at coffin. this school. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get married. And I think Robin is being a coward and not call and not officially calling off this marriage to save face because I did some digging. And apparently before that lawsuit and that whole situation hit publicly, Juan and Robin were told what was going on. Mm.
0: <gasps> mm-hmm.
2: They knew that this was about to happen. <sighs> and if you noticed, Robin ain't been on um Twitter since. And she limits her comments on Instagram depending on the post. Mm. So there's not going to be a wedding. Why do you keep playing with us like that? I don't I don't I don't Cause understand. Cuz she,
0: she needs a storyline cuz she ain't got n- nothing else going on. That she can talk talk about legally,
2: right? Mm. And my thing is, I don't. I try to be mindful of how I discuss people's relationships because different people's relationships they interact differently. Like I do know some people who are not all touchy feely with their spouses, but they love the hell out of each other, and they are more intimate with each other behind closed doors versus publicly or in front of people. And, but I just, for some reason, whenever Robin and Juan are on camera together, I do not get a man and a woman who are in love and want and want a second chance at marriage with each other. It just don't read that way to me. It, it, it I, just I, feels like it's 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 for the camera.
4: I agree with you. I don't see it either. I,
2: like I, I can, I barely get. I like you. Yeah. But you am I, uh, is it me and are me and Jackie the only ones? Y'all like? Do y'all feel like? Something. Oh no, they got—they have
0: no camera uh, chemistry at all. They give big homies more than anything. Yeah,
2: I
3: agree with that. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if that's what their relationship is, or that's how Juan is telling her, like, "Hey," because he really don't want to be recorded anyway. That's—I
1: was gonna say that, like, he don't want to be on this show, like, so I, I get being squeamish and not wanting to be yeah. fully present because. I'm going to do the show in a limited capacity because you are on the show, but I'm just, this isn't for me. Like yeah, I've, he, I've had my time in the spotlight. So I'm going to just play the back. Yeah. He's no been like that game. though. Two, two years.
2: Two years now, right? That's yeah.
1: Funny. Two years.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 But one has been like that yeah. since he first like was on the show. Because I remember, like that first season that that he was on and that reunion where he was like mad standoffish to the point, and had to tell him, "Hey, come out!" You know, it's time for the husband to come out. So he never really been for this TV show.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Right.
1: The most emotion I saw was when he proposed to Robin. That was it. No, the most emotion I saw was, he, it was during the uh, the mid season trailer when he said he was gonna cut somebody out. That's the <laughs> most emotion I have seen from Juan Antonio Dixon on
2: uh this program, and he ain't cussed nobody out yet <laughs> he ain't cuss nobody out yet um okay i just i have always said to myself that a lot of people don't know how to do friendship and if nobody has shown us that it's jacqueline and mia these ladies <sighs> have spent decades being frenemies nothing about them says a true and genuine friendship Nope. Other than they lean on each other for something that they're not telling
1: us.
4: Mm, that can't it, make it, people change, though.
1: No, I'm with Candace. I really feel like what their bond is is one of them or both of them have something on the other. I don't know what you did last summer. Something in that thing <laughs> is why you guys are presenting how you're presenting because it, it doesn't seem genuine. I'm not going to
4: say them. they have something on each other. I feel like. Later the union. <laughs> I feel you know they grew up together, so she's seen me a struggle, and she did
1: seen they good. grow up together? Yeah, yeah. I family. thought they were me at- in high school. To so to me, that ain't Okay. But
4: well, look how old they are now. So they, okay, they got time and John. What I'm saying is maybe they didn't grow up together in childhood, but as an, as young ladies and in, into a womanhood, they. They've grown together, but she's seen Mia at her lowest, and look at where Mia's is at now. I maybe it's a little bit of envy. her
1: lowest.
3: <laughs> I know yeah. that's right. Locked out of her bed. Where, <laughs> where,
1: where, where, has Mia ascended? The only thing she's ascended from are those eyebrows that she had when she was on that TLC Bridezilla bullshit. That's the. I,
4: I'm gonna go with Mia's background. She she was had a little poverty at one point. She wasn't always
2: <laughs> not in the a dab of poverty. she definitely <laughs> is the child of a crackhead, and we yeah, know so, about that.
4: <laughs>
3: so
2: what, what I'm saying is she's seen, she I mean she's seen some shit.
4: She's seen in broke. Life. Let me put it like that. She seen Mia broke living paycheck to paycheck. And now Mia's at a point where she's not living paycheck to paycheck. She she's not a, getting
1: paychecks. Uh,
4: John, they one, locked
1: out of the accounts. John, I, geez,
4: I, okay. I,
2: I know where Jackie is going, and that I'm I'm almost certain that Jackie, I mean Jack, uh, Jacqueline. She goes by Jacqueline, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Jacqueline and Mia have seen each other struggle. Mm-hmm, thank but you. Something is not connecting because first things first, you we saw Mia have a fucking meltdown because Candace said "yo mama" to her. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very, very strange that Mia feels comfortable discussing this woman's parenting, and issue she has with Jacqueline's parenting with women that don't really know Jacqueline and in front of the cameras. Like something is to be said about a friendship that doesn't even have that doesn't have even the most minimal of boundaries like that, because we are friends. I consider y'all my friends. We have been interacting for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. I do not think that y'all would get on Twitter or any other platform of social media and, and and address my parenting in a negative way. I just don't think that's something y'all would do to me. Y'all right. know how harmful and hurtful that would be. Right. I, don't know I respect y'all weirdo. opinion on a lot of things. And i I would absolutely welcome y'all coming to me privately and saying, you know, There was something that you said about the kids on Twitter that it it didn't, it came across mean or something. And as your friend, I just wanted to pull your coattail to that because I know that's not the type of parent you are, but maybe it came across poorly or was worded poorly, but I don't expect y'all would be in my mentions like, girl, this the kind of shit bad parents say and shit like that. Like there's boundaries there. There's levels of respect there. And so I just mm-hmm. think Mia is really shitty for having conversations about how Jacqueline parents in front of these cameras.
1: Exactly. And I, I feel wants, like it. She wants a moment. Mia wants a moment. Mia wants. She wants a quotable. She wants to be in the housewife lexicon. She she's she'll, she's doing anything and everything to try to accomplish this, and she's falling flat every single time. Yeah. Mia just doesn't
3: respect her. She doesn't respect her. And I think that they're because if not Mia, if Jacqueline's sister is her nanny, it just seems like everything is so enmeshed with them. Mm -hmm. So even if she wanted to cut herself off from Mia, we know Mia Petty and she would probably fire her sister and you don't (laughs) know what kind of financial situation she's in. I think they're just too enmeshed on too many levels. That they can't be like, girl, fuck you, and just decide not to be friends or give each other space.
2: Yeah, it's too muddy now. the The waters are muddy. They've first off, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. If I'm, if let's, if John wanted to buy me a car, outside of John being a multi-multi millionaire, I'm not accepting no car from John. (laughs) Like, and as much as Mia wants us to believe she's a multi-multi millionaire, she's not. She's a thousand
1: year at best.
2: Her and G are not. They didn't even control their own finances within that company. <laughs> and so I just, you know, find it odd that they were buying Jacqueline cars and shit like that. Like things got too entangled, as Adrian said. Things got too entangled too quickly. And Mia is a person that is gonna tell you what she did for you. Because we saw it with um Karen's birthday. As soon oh. as Karen didn't take her side. Well, I did this for you for your birthday and mm-hmm. you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And and so I'm not doing nothing else for you. Like, that's her type of attitude. So I'm <laughs> almost certain she holds that type of power over Jacqueline as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did she so say this- to
4: Jacqueline? Uh, she said, what did she say? You better watch yourself or you better. What did she say to her?
2: Or keep your legs closed to married men.
4: No, be- before she before she did that, they like Mia was like telling Jacqueline like, like basically, girl, you need to you be- you better back down or something like that. And she, Yeah, and then, basically. And, is that and then Jacqueline said, no, you better back down. And then that's when Mia came back and said, Well, keep your keep your legs closed to married men. That was
1: so, so fucking corny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Jacqueline, you, know,
4: like, far, you oh, was man.
2: fucking married men.
4: I think I think Mia brought Jack or brought Jack went on for this just for everything we just saw this season. She, like.
1: she brought her on so she can have a, a third season on the show. That's all that is.
4: And and like the show, the lady's like, hey, um, I got a little minion. and I'm I, it's, I don't know. Mia's just I like Mia though. Don't get me wrong, I do like Mia because she does own her shit, even though. I just don't understand how Mia goes so left, but she always comes back around and be like, yeah, you know, I add a little fluff to it, or, you know, that, well, that's what I heard. She knows that's not what she heard, but that's no, what that's she That's what heard. you
1: made up, bitch. That's what you made up. Like, uh.
4: But I don't think Mia want the girls to be friends with Jacqueline. Like, yeah, you brought Jacqueline She, on the she show. wanted
2: Jacqueline to be her minion. Right. The person who, even when she's dead-ass wrong, Jacqueline will be there. Mm-hmm to kind of be like no you are wrong. No, I'm siding with to come Mia up there and we look saw with Karen. Yeah, she sided like when she was trying to tell Karen like well Mia just feels like you did this and you did that and you should have did this and you did that. But for some reason again like Jackie said when them cameras get the rolling mm-hmm. those egos get the showing. Yeah. And oh. I think
4: Jacqueline was tired of look, you know, being viewed how we were viewing her and she just said I'm going to stand up for myself.
1: But she wouldn't know that because they've already filmed that. She wouldn't know how the audience is going to take her at that time.
4: Honey, it, it, Stevie Wonder could have seen that.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Wonder could have see, seen that. Did y'all see that big blow-up coming with Karen and Sharice? I, I, I didn't. Like, I felt like... That kind of came out of nowhere. Each other. <laughs> they had been tiptoeing around each other, and I want to get this off my chest. Giselle, bitch! Where Thank was you. this energy for Robin when she didn't invite um, Wendy to that fucked up family fun day? No Like you, you didn't have one issue with her not inviting Wendy to family bum day. But <laughs> all of a sudden, Karen should have invited Sharice to her live show. Girl, eat a bag of dicks.
1: Okay, while we're here, can we, can we pause here for a second? What mm-hmm. was the purpose of Karen's live show? There was I, I i watched it Can twice i I'm just like what it
4: was it was just for entertainment she she but was- you're not entertaining like that karen no, that's mm-hmm. why i was that's why i was karen and friends you could have just had a little kickback at your house like
2: okay that's i like i feel like it was kind of like she wants to be in the mix for something like she's bored She's very bored. And whatever we're not seeing with her and Ray is making her dive head first into these other <laughs> things to take mm-hmm. up time and space. Because I'll be honest, I would rather go to a drag brunch than to see Karen and friends, honestly. Exactly. Like it was like it was so it was weird. Like, okay. This is different. And where did it even come from? But I wholeheartedly support Karen's decision to not invite Sharice. Bitch, yeah. we
1: are not friends. I don't have right. to invite you to nothing. This whole sizzle, to- every time she said sizzle topics, I'm watching it like, it's like nails on a the top was no sizzle. What do you it mean like... sizzle topics? Like, Karen, <laughs> just stop. You're so pretentious. It's like, oh my, I I like.
4: Listen, Karen. y'all like, not going to do Karen like that.
1: It gave me variety show. Here's what variety list. of what?
4: Of everything,
0: a plethora. Okay? okay? But let me tell you
1: what, she <laughs> had
4: more
0: people in her family. She had more people in her audience than Robin and freaking Giselle did at their live show. That's not I'm- a high bar to clear at all. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: look, there's there
0: four people there instead of two.
2: That's not high at all, <laughs> It's not. I just, I, I'm not, you know, I, I want... I want consistency. That's what I'll say. And if there's not going to be consistency, I want people to be on this show to be honest about their bias. That's, that, that's it. all I want to. You should have really invited Sharice because she my friend. And that's what I said. Like, you are okay with Wendy being excluded from things. Y'all were okay with Mia attacking Wendy. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, uh, Karen should have taken the high road and invited Sharice to her variety show. Oh fuck that, fuck them, fuck you, and fuck her. Let's be clear. If if Kevin
4: did invite Charisse to the Variety show, they would have still found a way to make something out of about that. Like, oh, she invited her. I thought they were speaking and blah, 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 blah. But would
0: have been something not, to keep the mess going.
4: Exactly. But let me say this about um, Giselle. Um, definitely not a fan of Giselle. I try because me and John go, go toe-to-toe about her. Oh, we can tell you. <laughs> all the time and, and like I told John I said here's my thing why is she pushing this this issue about Sharice and and um Karen and I'm just like but have y'all paid attention several times during this season Giselle has said I am so glad that me and Karen are in a good place again so why are you poking a bear why are you trying to start this mess with this Cherise thing, oh, well, I'm going to make it a point to ask her why she's avoiding her and all this stuff. Well, I want us to all be friends again like we used to be back in the day. Well, girl, it's not going to happen. And if you're so glad that you're friends with Karen again and y'all are in a good place, why are you doing something that you know that could potentially put y'all back in a a horrible place again?
3: Is the show more important than
4: your friendship with Karen?
3: I think you might have answered the question in there. Um, I think it's because at one time her, Sharice, and Karen were a threesome and they kicked it. And when she was on the outs with Karen, it was probably easier to maintain that friendship and everything with Sharice. But now that her and Karen are cool back, she just wants everybody cool so she doesn't have to be in the middle. But nobody's forcing
4: her to be in the middle. She's putting herself in the middle.
1: People do it all the time. The real question is, how did we go from Sharice being heavily edited out of multiple scenes to she's fully here as a friend of the show? Like, what changed that they're like, hey, let's break Sharice and her shoulders back. Like, I just don't understand that. Sharice and her
0: shoulders.
1: That might be the show title. Sharice and her shoulders.
2: Ooh, them shoulders. <laughs> yeah, shake them haters off. I just... Can I be honest? I know we like be like black don't crack. Charice's black has been cracking for many years now, and for somebody who is regarded as having the key to the to the city of Potomac, and she is that girl, and she knows everybody, she knows the movers, and why this bitch won't
1: get no stylist. Oh my <laughs> god! It, it, you like she is she she's gained some weight. She doesn't look okay. comfortable. She doesn't look comfortable, like... And she just... She looks like there's a lot weighing on her on the inside. I don't know if, you know, the alimony checks from Eddie are drying up, but <laughs> reach just looks like there's a lot of inner... She coming. looks haggard. She does.
2: She looks tired and haggard. Yeah. And I, I guess we could I get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am... Um... If I had to be a pick a side, I'm on Karen's side. First of all, don't bring up showing up to my mother's funeral. Right. Mm-hmm. In no argument, to me, it's petty. You were being petty. If you showed up to somebody's a funeral for somebody's loved one, it should have been because you wanted to be there and be supportive. Mm-hmm. You bringing it up in this argument lets me know that there was a motive behind it. Yeah.
4: And she's she said that's not going to be your end to this. You know, getting your way back in. That's what she told her. Yeah. Don't, yeah, right. Don't use it as your way back in. So I'm, on, I love Karen. I'm on Karen's side, and when Karen does something wrong or she's, you know, going to the left a little bit, I, you know, I, I, I will admit that she's wrong when she's wrong. That I'm gonna leave it like that. I try to, I try to, you know, work with Giselle and Robin as much as I can, but you it's hard. It's hard. Look what Giselle does <laughs> all the time.
2: <laughs> no, I, I. We have. I've lost a, a parent. I've lost a parent and a parent-in-law. And I'll be honest. I would be very livid if somebody used that as a gotcha moment. Well, when your dad-in-law died, I sent you condolences. Yeah, okay.
0: it's a very nasty thing to mm-hmm. to say and do to try to use it. As and a
2: gotcha. my thing is, if you were hurt that Karen didn't show up for you in the way that you showed up for her, phrase it as such. Hey, yeah. Karen, when my father died, I could have used your support regardless of where we were at in our friendship, because you are, you know what it, it it's like to lose a parent. And I could have used your help to navigate dealing with that loss. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like this group of women is intentional with their words. when they they want to stir up shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if Sharice was really hurt by Karen's lack of presence when she lost a parent, seeing as how Karen has lost both parents really close together, Mm -hmm. say that and have that conversation privately. You constantly showing up in group settings thinking we're going to have a conversation about where our friendship went left. Bullshit, baby. I'm not doing it. And I'll be honest, I can understand Sharice is hurt, but Karen didn't owe you that because y'all were no longer friends, but you still could have expressed that you could have used her support. You could have used her support considering the other ladies there. I don't know that they've necessarily lost parents. We know Ashley, mom in that wig is still here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gotta let
4: that wig go. Well, she did too as well, but... (laughs)
2: Like, you know, how do y'all feel about that that blow-up and that being Sharice's big thing with Karen? I came to your mom's funeral, I but didn't you didn't like come it.
1: to my dad's funeral. It's tacky, but Sharice is tacky, so it's on Branford. I agree um, with I, you I I like Karen, um, and I'm going to call her out when she's foul. I'm going to call her out when she's right, and I feel like she was right in the situation. And if she would have, you know... Put pause on Sharice. I mean, shit, shit happens. I would. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Talk shit, get hit. I
4: think it was tacky, but that's what they wanted the whole. They wanted that the whole season. It just happened in that moment. Well, I'm that's sure. what they brought Sharice back for to get at Karen.
1: Yeah. See yeah. yeah. Until that, you prove produc- produc- me wrong. Well, I don't have to prove me wrong. It, it's production. Nobody on the show has that type of power. That is the producer's dealing, so the producers are like, "Hey, let's bring Charisse back and sh- shake some shit up because, like I said earlier, how did it go from Charisse being heavily edited to now she's here it's something something is off to me, and I would love to get to the bottom of that mm.
2: yeah yeah well we we'll, we're gonna see uh the remainder of that that hoedown in Mexico. <laughs> to on tonight's episode, gonna <clears throat> head on over to part three of this love and marriage Huntsville um, reunion, the final really part. First of, of, of all, shit, I cannot bro. believe Tiffany let Lurch get her pregnant.
0: <laughs> That's a damn shame.
2: But congratulations to Tiffany and Big Lewis, mm. I guess.
0: Uh, <laughs> I know it's I know it's I know it's was I know it know, smelled uh,
2: crazy in there. I know it smelled crazy. Nah. <laughs> but no, I want to talk about destiny. Is uh, are the cogs in the watch not turning, Destiny? The are the, the wheels watch. not moving, Destiny? Because your gotcha moment with Mel, first things first, I'm not letting go of no friend like Mel who walked up to my door, saw some type of utility notice on the door, and and instead of waiting for me to ask or seeing if I would ask, put the money in my hand to handle some of my business that had fallen behind due to my divorce ringing me dry.
0: Because you lost a nigga with the good chicken.
2: <laughs> I don't... You have been mad at mail for 40 days and 40 nights. And I'm going to be honest. If somebody... If I have as much... Disdain for Letitia. I am going to separate myself from my close friends who are who are sticking close to this person. Like if you know that I super low this person, they have been nothing but nasty to me. I've been nasty to them. We can't get on common ground. They throw stones and hide their hands. And you are chummy with them. I'm not going to tell you who you can be friends with. I, I will just take a step back.
0: Especially when they kind of less. Especially when their friendship kind of came out of nowhere because it was like one season Destiny and Leticia barely had any scenes together. Then the next minute these motherfuckers just chopping it up having brunch.
2: But
3: they're co-workers.
2: Yeah. So it, this came <laughs> to be and I don't even think it's a co-working thing. This came to be after Mel had that video premiere and Destiny was being very fucking weird and chose that moment to tell Mel like I don't feel like you see me like you You don't lean on me to be your village and this that and the third and Mel and rightfully so was like Destiny you having a hard time getting back on your feet why would I put my burdens on you I have you other want- parts of my village that I can lean on that I don't have to put more on your plate when I know your plate is full
3: but then she also was like and the kids think you boring so she put a little bit <laughs> <So> She but hey you're not a part of my village.
2: But I don't, but I don't think that's what Mel was implying. Like, yes, she, I do think she valued Destiny's friendship. But if my kids tell me they don't like going over somebody's house, I'm not sending them over there. But, but you like, don't have just, to say it. <laughs> that's just one of those things. And even, I'm going to be, and I'm going to also be honest, if you ruin a moment that's big to me, I'm going I'm to be kind of snippy. Because this is a conversation that could have been had outside of this moment. And Destiny has proven that she has a habit of doing that because she did it to Kimmy about the chicken shit. Yeah. Like, she had this blow-up with Kimmy at Mel's baby shower. Wasn't it the baby shower or some shit? Or when they had the Come Into America theme or some shit where she, like, takes Kimmy to the side and be like, you said all you know about my husband is he, he could fry chicken. Like
0: you didn't know my man's name my man my man my man (laughs) and
2: and and after that in the next season Tisha and and uh Destiny are suddenly good friends because Mel has like taken a step back sometimes you just take a step back from a motherfucker especially when every time they have an issue or a problem they don't use discernment and when and how to address it that gets kind of annoying. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it just becomes a lot. And then to link up with Tisha and here's the thing, you're not going to convince me that Tisha and Destiny was not talking shit about Mel. I don't think Mel heard it in that instance, but we've seen how underhanded Letitia can be. Like she's not, she's not no angel in all of this.
3: I can definitely right. see them comparing notes about like Mel's attitude or something or the situation. I can see that. Yeah. I absolutely. can see
0: it because I'm pretty sure that Mel did the same with Destiny when they were cool I'm talking shit about Yes.
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And much like you keep saying, Adrian, Mel doesn't want to be friends or cordial or cool with anybody on this show. And I think she should take a step back from the cast.
3: Go home and be a family woman, Mel. Be a businesswoman because she on her shit.
2: Like I, I can't take that
3: away from her. But it's time, it's time for her to go because the more that Martel stays silent, which is the best thing that he could probably ever do, <laughs> the more she has these interactions with people that kind of rub people the wrong way. And it's starting to reveal you're not as over this as you say you are, because for you to be like, oh, and you were calling Martel at 1 a.m. and five a, at four or five a.m. Why do you know that? Why do you care?
0: That's a good point. So just, Mm
3: -hmm. she's not healed. And to me, it hasn't been long enough possibly for her to be completely healed from this situation. So I respect that. But the longer she stays on it, on this show, the more her kind of little shady ways and underhanded things. And she's gonna, the bond that she has with some viewers, she's gonna start losing it. Because right now, I think a lot of her support is from women that have been in similar situations so they relate to male but once you get removed from that situation and people can see you being nasty and that you aren't that far off from martel it can turn on you just that fast
0: yeah i agree
2: yeah and that's
0: most go ahead go ahead jeremy no and i was gonna say that's mostly what we've been saying is like you you can't act like you're in a better place and you're above it all and you're you know on you you it, it's like you you can't judge everybody else's mean and nasty behavior and then you also do it while also telling people you are above that mean and nasty behavior like you that's not how that works, Mel.
3: If God said go go off this show.
0: <laughs> <Save it.
2: laughs> Um, speaking of God said, go, <clears throat> Leticia, there is no way you have a, a mama like Wanda and you calling somebody the devil in sheep's clothing. Ah. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's be very crystal fucking clear about it. You are calling somebody the devil in sheep's clothing while your husband is getting new pictures from potential employees. Mm. You have more vitriol and you are holding male's feet to the fire more than the people in your own fucking life. And that's why you are where you are. That man, I truly believe in my heart, that man is married to you and has stayed married to you because you are a majority owner in that fucking company at this point.
0: It's a good business decision for him.
2: That is the only reason. Do I think male has some lowdown ways about her? Absolutely. You could not be married to no nigga like Martel Houghton. Don't share some of his ways. Mm. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I don't believe that, but I believe you have given so much energy to her versus the people in your life who don't really treat you well. Your mama brings more drama to your doorstep than any other person on this show.
0: About your nigga. Uh,
2: <laughs> your husband does shit and i do believe those whispers that's going around huntsville i do believe he has cheated on her oh absolutely i think he i do believe he keeps a lawyer on retainer and makes them women sign ndas Mm -hmm. but i absolutely believe marceau has cheated on tisha even somebody like we said last week somebody that was a potential employee that you interviewed felt comfortable enough to send nude photos to your cell phone yeah, and take even, these if true, even if they got <laughs> your sale number off your business card, because people put their personal sale numbers on business cards all the time. No big deal. But the fact that you never told your wife about it, she literally had to go sleuthing to find it. That tells me all I need to know, because that woman would have been them pictures would have been deleted. That woman would have been blocked. I would have sent her an email about how inappropriate it was. And I would have CC my wife on it. Oh. You, I I would not be caught up in no bullshit like that. So it's just like, hold the people in your life accountable. You think male is the devil in sheep's clothing. Meanwhile, your husband saves naked pictures of, of being sent directly to his phone from women that, from a woman that could have ended up being an employee there. That's not a, that's not some shady, nasty shit. Girl, bye. I need Tisha to get a grip. I need her to be honest about where she's at in her marriage.
3: I think she knows where she's at in her marriage. She knows who she's married to, but instead of putting it out for the public, she's choosing not to.
2: Mm. And, but then it bears repeating, like maybe you should stop calling everybody else the issue and just be quiet. Cause you keep trying to deflect and it just keeps bearing repeating. You are married to a man who, who planned a whole trip to Africa without you ever being in mind. And went on said trip and wasn't answering the phone. Like a lot of things that Marceau does, doesn't add up to me. And uh, it, like you said, Adrian, if she knows where she is in her marriage, I just want her to be quiet and stop having this. I'm better than you type of attitude or, or trying to hold everybody accountable, but him, she doesn't hold him accountable. She, she cry. He said, don't do that. Don't be crying. We straight. We're going to be all right. And then that's the end of it. I wish a nigga would, <clears throat> I don't ever want to see Carlos King crying on my TV all like that.
1: Oh, Carlos King. I fucking hate his voice. Oh,
2: I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to think about it. And this whole, again, men get to be shitty people and still get coddled, crying, to me, I'm worried about you, Mark. You unhappy. You got it. So I think you're still in love with Mel. I think you did that in the third. And it makes me scared. Hey, I want you I to him get to your slap help the
0: shit out of him. <laughs> hey, boy, That man made a up? choice.
2: <laughs> that man made a choice to cheat on his ex wife, knowing that they were pitching this fucking show. And when he got caught, his wife stayed the first time. And they tried to work it out. And he continued to cheat with this same woman, not a different woman, because I don't care what nobody say. Cheating hurts, but it hurts when the motherfucker keeps going back to the same woman. Because that, was that is girlfriend. about more. That's about more than sex.
0: That man had a wife and a girlfriend. He had two he relationships. He had a wife
2: and a girlfriend. He had multiple pregnancies, one resulting in a child. That's like two going on three or some shit like that. <clears throat> He does, as Jackie said in the pregame, maybe he still is in love with his ex-wife, but he do not respect her in no capacity. He does not respect her. He opened the world up to be as nasty as they wanted it to be to her on his behalf, which Adrian has said countless times. Everything that Miss Wanda has repeated to and about Mel has come from Martel's mouth. Everything. So I don't give a fuck if he miss Mel or want her back. And I do, the, the 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 thing is, I do think Mel would love for her marriage to have worked out, but so much happened in front of these cameras that she can't bring herself to go back to him. And when he has had opportunities to get help, to do better and be better, all he has done is flung new women in her face, i.e. Sheree. And Sheree. Girl, if you, you, when you watch this and you see this nigga teary-eyed about missing his ex-wife and still being in love with her, go back to Tyrone.
0: <laughs> Telling somebody to go back <laughs> to a your, nigga in jail is take crazy. Take your
2: ass back to Tyrone. even
4: <laughs> you know why she started dating him, like, me, his everything that we know, you know, that we know of him, and she still chose to, to date this
1: man?
0: She by sloppy seconds.
1: Mm, want some dick, that's what she wanted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tyrone,
1: Tyrone, she said she wanted to get dicked down by Tyrone and clearly Martell is community dick, so I mean, you know, get it when you get it, right? Mm. And he's not bad looking, for yeah. get it. And he, he is, bad. but he...
2: martel is really fine to me he really is but his spirit is so nasty and him and Sheree look really good together but the both of them have the both of them have nasty spirits is which is why i don't think it'll ever really work out i think this is something that it's one of those things where it looks good for the optics they're both attractive people and probably are attracted to each other but we both know at the end of the day this is not going to be some long-term situation.
1: Nope.
2: <clears throat> and but I think he needs to get professional help and move on. He's not ever getting his ex-wife back. Hmm. He's not. It's rumored that Mel is fucking with Hill Harper. Hmm. And hey Harper All right.
3: That's right.
2: So So I think I think they should just move move he needs to move on and Carlos King stop that.
0: Carlos King, if you ever get on my goddamn TV screen for crying like that, boy.
2: <laughs> and Destiny said, "I do believe Mel hacked that nigga phone because I don't think he was smart enough to change his password." <laughs> yes.
3: Agree. You
2: know what I'm saying? I've like people do it all the time, and the best example I could give you is like when people go through a divorce, and the person that moves out leaves and the person still living in the house don't change the password on the security system and then they they get like had this big blowout when the other person come back in the house unannounced to get some shit like people do that all the time in relationships and don't change passwords that the that their former partner knew so i don't think it was hard for male to go in his iCloud and see what the fuck he had going on because he first of all while he's attractive His head is like a marble with marbles rolling inside of it. Uh. (laughs) Oh my God. So I don't think he had enough sense to go in and change his password till he realized Mel was going into his iCloud account. And Destiny, (laughs) baby, that's not no gotcha. But I'm going to let Adrian drag Mel about this Destiny shit because we spoke about it in the pregame and she has some very valid points. Oh, friend. You
3: put me on the (laughs) spot. Um, Well,
2: when we was talking about why is Mel so invested and who's calling Martel at any time of the night? Yeah. Why do you care?
3: Because she's not over the situation. And if we're, I mean, it's already been said, if the cameras weren't around or he was able to get a muzzle on Arion after that first season and did the quote unquote respectable cheating that she was talking about all first season, they would still be together. And that the fact that they were still together after he cheated is why he felt emboldened to not change anything, not do anything differently. Cause you haven't left me in five years and it's been going on. Why would this be different? So Martel wasn't smart enough to play the game that Mel was playing. But Mel absolutely still cares. I think she's had suspicions about Destiny or Martell and being able to see that in the cloud was what she wanted wanted to do, but she absolutely still cares.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, Was that it? I mean, I had a conversation about Kimmy and her breast cancer battle and we appreciate her sharing that part of her life and you know, providing a sense of support for women and her and Maurice and some of the other cast members have been heavily donating to charities that help women with breast cancer. But I need to say this from my chest, fuck Susan G. Coleman. Do, do, if you are a woman of color or a man who is dealing with, of color dealing with breast cancer, that is not the foundation to seek help from, I know, many Black women who reached out to that organization while they were in their battle with cancer, including our own Brie, and they turned her away. They turned her away. They wouldn't help her financially or anything. Like, they gave her some bullshit excuse and, and turned her away. So, you know, let's, you know, stay away from them. But we wish Kimmy all of the best. And, mm-hmm. you know, round the show out talking about... Um, love and hip-hop first of all big Chrissy big Chrissy don't play with no fucking body Mm -hmm. and Shekinah whole shit switched up again now she now she don't like Chrissy and Chrissy do not give a fuck it was messy it was mean-spirited and it was vile to bring up that girl one losing a case for revenge porn that if it in my honest opinion, if Tierra Marie had brought that case forward now in 2022 or 2023, she would have won. Absolutely, yeah. The way that revenge porn and 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 cyber, um, you know, being vengeful on social media and stuff with people's news and intimate moments and stuff like that is has certainly taken a a turn for the better since Tierra Marie filed that lawsuit. So for Shekinah to bring that up and then be going around asking people, well, did she pay that man his money? Why do you care? Come on.
3: I already told you. I would have said, did you get your subpoena for T.I. and Tiny's case? Yeah. That's what it that oh. was. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That would have been my response.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And this whole thing with with Shakana and uh, what's the bitch name? Lyrica. <laughs> I do not care. I do not. I do not care. You are mad that that. kinda find another reason. I cannot believe somebody so messy is always crying. Like, bitch, I forget you crying about that Gucci store. And I'm never letting that go. Ever.
1: That will always be hilarious.
2: <sighs> I don't know why Chrissy gave Mama Jones a chance. Because I knew it wasn't going to last long.
1: Oh, Nancy.
2: <sighs> Nasty Nancy. <laughs> i am people be saying stuff like well you know our elders they not go unlearn or undo this or undo that and that's a them problem
3: and that's a cop-out it is
2: i have too many elders in my
3: life where if if you explain they can understand and they respect well they respect me enough that they just stop
0: Exactly. yeah so there is definitely a cop-out
2: Telling, telling a woman who decided she didn't want any kids, and you have a grandchild. That's what's so crazy about this. It's not like Jim Jones doesn't have a child. He has a son. Yeah.
1: But what I think yeah, is
2: happening is Nancy wants a do-over because she was a shitty mother and a half ass grandmother to the grandson that she has.
0: Talk about it. Let's get to the root.
2: This is something that we see often in parents who were... Because let's be honest, we know Nancy was a crackhead before Jim Jones really got on. Oh, God. And and he saved his mama from the streets. And he made it so that she didn't have to be in them streets no more doing the shit she was doing. Mm. And there have been conversations about how lackluster and how uh, how lacking in presence Nancy was when Jim Jones was growing up. So she wants him to have more babies so that she can have a do-over and try to be the mother that she never was to him. And Jim Jones' son is an adult now, I believe, or very much close to it. And Mm -hmm. she wasn't really a super present grandmother. But that's that's a Nancy problem. Chrissy is damn near 50. She's not having no babies, Miss Mamas. I know, that's right.
1: The bakery is closed.
2: She has said it. She's good. Her and Jim is good. And I'll be honest, I would be too. I would be too. I'm not. I'm not having no kids. When my niggas, one kid is grown, we finna go on the fucking around the world tour. I not no changing shitty diapers at three a.m. tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we traveling. It, it's, it's
4: all about us tour, just like you said. That's
2: it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And which then it leads into this thing that Shay put together. Your heart was in the right place, boo boo, but With you your don't. Hit yeah, you don't you don't really have the the currency to put on these type of events because there's no way you should have a basically a summit with the women there to discuss women things and allow these men to be present and start centering them fucking selves. Ain't no fucking way. And I want I want somebody to kick fresher in the dick because you are one of the most horrible partners on this fucking show, you have cheated on that girl 40,000 times, refusing her the wedding of her dreams, and you think you can give women relationship advice? Mm. When your fiance, who's sitting there looking like fucking gonzo, is having a meltdown every other episode about this wedding shit. Boy, you're to go somewhere and eat B Simone Musty Pussy. Oh. oh wow where did that come from she admitted that she don't shower regularly she don't shower everyday well I knew that but how did that fresher link come oh d- just because she he need to go find something to do with his time <laughs> oh, oh but I he is the last person I want any relationship advice from you are not good to the woman who has birthed your children And taking care of your home You have no right to sit up here And try to give other women Relationship advice The call coming from inside the house And even Mm -hmm. Jen said it He got everything to say But he don't practice none of that shit I'm
0: I'm gonna be real I ain't listening to a nigga named fresh about a damn thing I don't care what it is I'm gonna be real with you
2: If it ain't him rapping
3: Wait a minute I don't want to hear it Quite honestly And
0: hell even then
3: And that's an even (laughs) then
2: I like the song So I'll take the song Keep um a bitch named Mariah Lynn has been getting a little bit of softness for me. Um, but then she I remember that she says nigga and she's not black. So then we end up right back in oh square one. God. But they had a conversation about motherhood and childbirth and abortions, and she said that she's had an abortion because she did not want to be made a mother by somebody who made her sexually active against her will.
1: Oh, <clears throat>
2: yeah. Um, Freshers fiance said that she had an abortion because she gave birth prematurely and he was humping on her be- while the baby was still in NICU and she ended up pregnant again. And this is why this shouldn't have been a conversation in mixed company. Because to me, that's a form of abuse. That triggered me
4: girl, That's too much.
2: She was pregnant again while she had a baby in NICU. Jeez. And these niggas was not sitting here looking to understand why that is abusive.
1: Right.
0: To your point in the pregame, Candace, someone... in pro- And see, this is why Mona Scott Young is a war criminal. Someone in production, or, or Mona should have oh, stepped in and, like you said in the pregame, Candace, either told Shay, hey, this is something that should just be for the women or hosted it themselves and just had it for women. Because men should not have been in this space. Especially these niggas in particular.
2: Especially these niggas. Because then we get A Gunplay. A nigga named, a gun nigga play, named Gunplay. A, a recovering <laughs> crackhead named Gunplay. Jumps in the conversation to bring up how he used to be a pimp. And he respected his hoes. And his hoes respected him. And that is not how pimping and hoeing has ever worked. Let's be honest about it. I've watched too many documentaries <laughs> and we have too many books written by by self-proclaimed pimps and we've is too many TV shows that have talked about that that form of the sex work industry and it is it is it is full of abuse. There is very rarely respect towards the actual sex worker. They are made to respect the pimp. But rarely, if ever, does the pimp respect them. They beat them, pump them with drugs, take most of their money, even though they ain't taking none of the dick. And again, why are you centering yourself in this conversation? <clears throat> a, lot of, a lot of people got to get left behind, is, is my point here. And it's going to be a majority of men going to get left behind because so many of them are not unlearning. There is no way it, a man with even an iota of common sense would have known to sit there, shut up and listen to these women and try to learn something and take something away from it. But no, niggas want to talk about they respected me as a P and I respected them as a whore. Like, why are you saying that so aggressively? That's about to bother my spirit. But letting a crackhead pimp. Never mind. God was my father. Letting a crackhead named Gunplay pimp you is something. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, Jeremy, this is why Mona Scott needs to be in that same concentration camp they was trying to hold Brittany Griner. He mm-hmm. need to go to jail <laughs> in Russia. Oh. Because oh. she is losing it. But she's she trying to fight her way back for the title. But she's not going to be able to. Because as y'all going to see, when we go to Ratchet Reloaded, <clears throat> nothing Mona Scott is doing can compare with love after lockup. but but that's that's it y'all y'all got anything y'all want to add before we get out of here john and jackie i just want to give an honorable
4: mention to candace uh, on potomac because uh ashley brought old girl (laughs) to karen's uh variety show and she thought she was it was about to go down and and candace didn't give them that energy I mean she made her little reads and stuff, but she didn't get into it with the girl like Ashley wanted her to. Is I there think. something you want to say to my friend? No. If no. <laughs> mm-hmm. for Ashley to bring her, it was it was very disrespectful. So but yeah, that's, why that's I like the way Candace held
2: her composure. Same. Same. Tell us where they where we could find you, with where, where the shows are, where they where y'all be at.
0: Love y'all <laughs> sales
2: plug yourselves okay now jackie. i'm trying to be humble <laughs> hey y'all i'm just
4: jackie i'm here y'all can find me on twitter it's underscore miss jackie y'all can catch me once a month with the wonderful handsome cute Hi. himself john on the johnny fett platform <laughs>
1: Yes, you can find me and Jackie the last Tuesday of every month. Jackie and John, the podcast, a podcast within a podcast where we cut up and have hijinks and all types <laughs> of, you know, niggatry at Omega levels. And yeah, yeah.
4: we had to switch it. up our niggotry a little bit
1: we did
4: <laughs> people was getting offended and but there's levels was to
1: negatree there's textures and shapes and,
4: yeah
1: you know yeah. bands of negatree so <laughs> we'll just dial it in somewhere else.
4: but thank you well, for I listening did.
1: thanks for
3: having yes. us
2: we lo- we love the shows we thank are you. always honored when y'all invite us on to be guests and um I hope like in the near future y'all maybe could snag Adrian for an episode. Yes. Because uh, she she Ooh. is a joy. She she is such a joy and such a great addition. And she she you know she brings a lot and she's uh-huh. a successful as black woman honestly. Yes. To which congratulations, Adrian on the new job. I know Thank you didn't you so announce much. It, but we want you to know we are proud of you. We are rooting Thank for you. you so much. Um Girl, drinks on you the when the first check come in. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but we we had a blast. This episode is dropping least shortly or in the, it'll be dropping in the morning more than likely. And um happy MLK Day, you know, except Good for morning. white people. Don't you celebrate a motherfucking thing? Don't you, you don't you motherfucking things? Don't you even think, because because Crackers is finna to tear the internet down tomorrow with MLK quotes that they have never practiced.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm signing off already. I, I,
2: mm-hmm. I, 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 I... Bye, y'all, <laughs> and we will see y'all next
1: time. Bye,
3: everybody.